We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, and they finally made me play the song yeah. they wanted. Yep. All four of us. Oh, wow. We finally I, yeah. wore them down. They, uh, they overcame me. Uh, Kiara. The beat was oh, yeah. too hot. It was flaming. Oh, yeah, that was, I, that was good. I don't know, guys. Let's take a few questions. Hey, uh, if we're all about answering financial questions on the radio show. Uh, if you have questions, you can send them to us via email. Uh, just uh, email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. You can also call us, 770-429-9166, where you would get a live person. Or you can send a, a request to our question hotline. Basically, the way this works, you call in, you leave your question, we play it on the air, and then answer it right behind. We don't have one of those today, but uh, you could be next. Question hotline, one 429 9166 Again, um, if you wanted to get in touch with us electronically, you don't have to email. Hensler.com is our uh, website, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. You can uh, find multiple ways to contact us, uh, social media. Um, again, if you want to find us, it shouldn't be too tough for you. Uh, we got a question this week. Craig from Loganville asks, uh, between stock options and owning stock outright, if I need fast cash, which of these two would be better to hold on to? I have about the same net value in each. So a guy owns stock options. He didn't say in what. Yes, there's right. a lot of stock unknowns and here. Stock options, a, yeah. And a, a few things to consider. Um, first off, the fact that you need fast cash, um, first thing that comes to my mind is do you not have cash reserves? Do you not have something uh, you know, a savings account, whatever it may be, or you can access that very quickly. If that isn't the case and these aren't, you know, stock options from your employer, uh, you just decided that what, whatever cash reserves you've had, you wanted to invest in stocks or, or bonds, it's, it's not what we, what we would recommend for your emergency needs. Right. So <laughs> getting into something as volatile as, as stock options with the money that you could need at any moment is not a smart move. Yeah, um, the other thing is between the two, they're probably both relatively liquid. I would think uh, the most liquid is going to be the stock, uh, the individual stocks. Uh, the options might have a little lesser liquidity, but uh, if it, it it all depends on what the stock is. If it's Apple, I'm sure that either one of them would trade very quickly. Sure. If it's some obscure company that's uh, uh, not nationally known, you're going to probably have more of a difficult time getting your cash and maybe even having to give up uh, some of the value currently in the market just because you wanted to, to reverse that option position. Um, right, and it's 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 important to note the risk in options. I mean, it's. It's an instrument that basically, if price goes nowhere, you're losing money every day Absolutely. just because of the theta time, yeah, time value. Time um, my assumption here is this is probably an an uh, an option from the employer. In, oh yeah, now that brings up a whole list right. of new issues. Can uh, you sell it? Yeah, it might not be liquid at all. If it's something that your employer has uh, has issued to you, uh, not only do you have to exercise the option to get the securities, then you have to sell it. So right. there's at least two steps that we would know of. And quite often, there's a time lag. Uh, regulation requires that you hold that stock for a, a, a set amount of time before you can uh, before you can exercise or sell. Right. Generally, generally what I've seen is uh, you're going to have a, a strike price well well below you know the market value that the security is trading at right. so you're actually going to have to put up money and then there's going to be a lockout period generally speaking for 
a, a year mm-hmm. on those. Right. So you're going to have to buy the stock through the option and then sell later on. You um, threw up strike price and without getting too much uh, in the weeds technically basically that's the price at which uh, your the value of your option becomes positive so it's uh, the the stock the underlying price of the security that it would cover has to to uh, get above that before uh, before your option is uh, going to have value right right so for example if the option was for the right to buy a stock at ten dollars that would be your strike if it's at 11, you're a dollar in the money. Right. And if the stock is selling at $9, it'd be pointless for you to, to exercise right. the option. It still might have some value in the market because Certainly. if the option hasn't uh, expired by then, it's like you called it theta a minute ago. It's time. Right. Uh, there's there's time value in the option itself. Uh, guys, we got another question, and here we go, interns. We're going to get you guys in the game. Uh, Marshall Sr. and Marshall Jr. from Douglasville. Ask, in my son's economics class, they're picking stocks and watching them for a month. My son has picked Hasbro, Activision Blizzard, and World Wrestling Entertainment. I'm really hoping the teacher limited their choices to kid-friendly stocks. I guess that's a concept. Uh, Anyhow, part of their assignment is to seek out an expert opinion. Uh, whether that be a magazine article or a stock professional, as such, we decided to write you and get your opinions. Thank you. Uh, so, guys, what do you think about Hasbro, Activision Blizzard, and WWE? Sure. So I'm going to start with a Hasbro. Uh, just over the past 12 months, their stock has seen a 17% increase, and the year-to-date is 25% by itself. A lot of that is attributed to kind of the environment they're in. You know, historically, if you're like a toy and game maker, you know, especially when they were started, uh, all of it's going to be physical, whether it be board games or G.I. Joe dolls or whatever. Uh, but, you know, in this day and age, uh, the market's changing. A lot of the entertainment that kids are experiencing is going to be digital. And uh, Hasbro's been making a huge push to invest in things like that. A lot of their top line growth, uh, they saw 13 percent revenue increase just from the last quarter, has been from uh, investing in digital gaming and digital marketing and things like that. Uh, They're taking a lot of market share away from Mattel, which is their primary and largest competitor uh, in the U.S. Uh, They they actually surpassed Mattel in sales for the first time uh, since the year 2000. So put a bow on it, Morgan. Do we (laughs) buy or do we... Uh, I like the stock. I say buy. I say they're investing in the right things, and the stock price is definitely showing for it. There you have it. Morgan Sanchez with a buy opinion on Hasbro. Symbol HAS. We got two more stocks to give to uh, give our opinion on to Marshall Senior and Marshall Junior out of Douglasville, uh, Activision Blizzard. JP, what you got on that? All right, so Activision Blizzard, as many people know, is a video game company. Video been around games. since the 1980s. Uh, before we look at some of the numbers, it's really important to understand where this industry is going. Uh, growing up, Morgan and I went to GameStop a lot, bought a lot of video games. Retail physical that copies. explains a lot. Has that <laughs> stopped? Actually, no, uh, yeah, it has. Believe it or not, uh, wow. the you guys have outgrown Activision Blizzard. Oh no, no, we've outgrown going to GameStop. So. Oh, you don't pay for them anymore. <laughs> so he's shorting. He's there short GameStop. Short yeah, GameStop. There it there is. You go. So you know, one thing that we've seen is between 2015 and 2016, there was a 20 percent increase in digital online channels, which is awesome because higher margins. Uh, they can expose you to a different uh, bunch of different micro purchases, things like that. That can really trap you and people that play these things. Uh, consistently, this is what they spend all their money on, and giving them that open ecosystem. That's like in, in-game purchases. Absolutely, and uh, that open ecosystem that they get you on—that's where they can make a lot of their money. Open ecosystem. Yeah, and that's right. that's what we're trying to look at. So we see uh, Blizzard is especially good at this, and Activision's been 
kind of hedging themselves on that purchase. So we saw a big fall in Call of Duty sales, which is the flagship brand, one of the successful video game franchises of all time. Uh, wasn't so popular last year, but uh, fortunately, Blizzard came out with Overwatch, a couple other games last year, some expansions for current games, and their revenue was up. 46% year over year when the average was down about uh, So they're able to sell direct to the consumer now, right? Absolutely. As opposed to 100% being you know, distributed out to your big box retailers, you go in there, or your, your game stops and purchase them there. So that's what's driven margins higher? Absolutely. Uh, we have seen margins pressed down a little bit. They acquired King Digital. Uh, if anyone here has played Candy Crush, I have not, but I'm assured people Jeez, like it. Heavy. They acquired that for $5.6 billion. What are you, the only person who uh, hasn't played it? I, even I, I think I, so. Even I'll send I, you a Facebook, send you Facebook request. <laughs> I have yeah, not, Troy. Wow. Me neither. Uh, so, yeah, they acquired that for $5.6 billion in 20. Uh, 16 right at the beginning, and we can see that uh, immediately reflected in their financial statement. They went from having 9% uh, of handheld uh, revenue to 25.3% in just one year. JP, is this a buy, sell, or hold? Oh, this is buy all the way. We're looking at an industry that's expected to grow about $20 billion just in the United States in the next four years. Wow. I'm liking that a lot, and if we're going to pick a company, we want to pick the one that has the least exposure to individual brands, and Activision's the one to go to. There okay. we go. Uh, Hasbro, both Hasbro, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. Hasbro and Activision Blizzard, are, are uh, they meet our financial criteria, uh, Hensler financial criteria for investment. We got one more, WWE. WWE, World. brother. Wow. Yeah, sounds like yeah. That was horrible. Here that was a good one. We got, we got <laughs> Hulk Hogan no, let's in the house. Let's do, let's do this quick. Um, basically, right off the top, I think this stock is quite a bit expensive at 40 times earnings. Last year, they yeah. grew revenues at 11%. Um, the forecast for this year is for 6%. Um, I think really what you're buying here is a media company. Two-thirds of their revenues are coming from TV. Um, They have diversified to an over-the-top solution, which should drive growth both domestically and international. But um, I still think you're going to get a drag. Their their cable line is still 33% of revenue. I think you're going to get a drag there. And the ownership structure, um, just from an institutional perspective, Vince McMahon, um, there's two classes of shares. He owns 93% of the B yeah, shares. Those so always get. You've got no money. no say. Yeah, in nobody's what ever going to make that business do anything different right. than what he wants it to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably part of the reason that it's not going to be meeting our investment criteria. Jacob, sounds like a sell to me. Yes, yeah. All right, so sell WWE. Um, the one thing I will say about the whole exercise is. Uh, I really appreciate it when they try to get young people interested in investing, and it doesn't necessarily matter what the uh, what the company. If it's something that they're interested in in another way, and they can dig in and, and try to understand how the company itself works and makes money or doesn't make money, uh, it's probably a positive exercise. And that's something Certainly. we encourage, especially around the holidays. If you're looking for right. a different gift to give, this kind of teaches them something about saving and investing as well. That's the perfect way to do it, whether it's for a birthday or uh, a Christmas gift. Absolutely. We used to talk about getting them a single share to hang on the wall, but it's gotten so tough now to get the, the shares sent to you. Uh, probably best just to be creative and make up something on your own. Buy them a share so they feel like they have some sort of an investment and let them go from there. But uh, I, I do applaud 
getting young people interested in investment. Uh, got another question here. David from Kennesaw uh, says, uh, I'm looking at the funds I own in my 401k and other options available to me. Some are highlighted as actively managed, but they cost more. What is this, and is it worth the extra money? Oh, that's a Pandora's box, Troy. Well, you just open that. It, there, there's always going to be an if at the front of this. The active passive argument. Sure. How long? How long do we have? Yeah, <laughs> not long. But here's the thing: the world seems to be going more, going more and more passive all along. It's the ETF revolution. A lot of folks would tell you that uh, there is, there's no reason that you would want to own uh, an active fund, but we and what, tend to disagree, and there's a reason. When things are going up, it's easy to agree Absolutely. with that, too, especially if you've got one half to three quarters of active managers all trailing their benchmarks. But what happens when the market isn't going up all the time? Yeah, well, what happens is the active management crowd generally tends to be a little more conservative. And they're more conservative because there's a reason for it. Uh, the market doesn't always go up. When, uh, when you have volatility, chop in the market, up and down days, or even a, a major decline, you will almost always see active management as a whole outperform the market. Now, sure. since March of 2009, that hasn't been the case. We've had a, a, a very uh, smooth, trending, positive market. Uh, we don't believe that that's a forever thing, though. Yeah, and, and if, if you want to look at some of these actively managed funds and see how well they do in down markets, it's easy enough with tools like Morningstar. But something to look for is their upside and downside capture the ratios. It's going to show you, right. yeah, the downside in particular, it's going to show you when the market goes down, how much of that decline in the market does the fund participate in? Yeah, the one thing you can think about is if, uh, you know, in our last recession, 2007, 2008, uh, into early 2009, uh, market lost over 50%. Think about this. When your portfolio lose, loses 50% of its value, it's got to double. It's got to make a 100% gain after that just to get back to zero. Right. If you go down 25%, not near as much. You yeah, it's important to not to overlook the importance of downside protection. Absolutely. And that's usually what active management is going to give you. Uh, you know, most active managers try to avoid things like market timing and uh, those kind of issues, but they also know exactly where the, the safest places are to hide. Sure. We, you can't make strategic decisions when you buy the entire index. You can't take advantage right. of undervalued you know, sectors well, in the market. No, and, right. and, and, and as an active manager, you're, you're truly looking into the fundamentals. You're, you're paying for those earnings. Right. And, and, and another thing we've, we've talked about is even buying the S&P 500, although it's the benchmark for most large cap funds, that's not even a passive decision if you really want to get down to it. Right. The most passive decision would be to own Everything. Everything. The whole market, yeah. And there's maybe one or two ways you can do that. The uh, all-country all world, world index, index is right. out there and available. You can find ETFs that uh, that mark to that. But, uh, Jacob, great point. Uh, so if I'm, act if I'm passively managed and I own an ETF that's got the S&P 500, I've got one that's got the small cap and the mid cap and uh, international and who, who's going to tell me how much weight that I need to put in my portfolio in each and every one of those? Uh, nobody, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Without being actively managed. Right. It's, it's the, the allocation piece that you just absolutely cannot get away from 
when it comes to to being a passive manager. The other thing is we wouldn't own about half of the S&P 500 because of our active management style right. of trying to be safe. I do want to finish on one last note. Be cognizant of the fees that you are paying. We're not saying that all actively managed funds can justify the fee that's on there. So, you know, right. see where that compares to, the, to, to their peers. Right. Yeah. So at some point, uh, the active management is absolutely worth what you pay for it. All right, guys, uh, last part of the show, we always ask, market going to be up or down this week? It's going to be dependent on the reaction to the health care. Jacob, you got to say something, up or down? Up. I think we get through the Senate. Up. I th- always up. I'm a broken record. JT. Oh, down. JT. Sorry, JT. <laughs> Take care. We're out. Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.